Hello, everybody. This is Pastor John with Living Discipleship Ministries. I'd like to welcome you back to our podcast. Um, I'm sorry it's been a while since we've been able to put up a new episode. We've had some computer problems. We're working through that now. Uh, I know I had said that in the past, but this is a learning curve for us, and we're working to, to get things corrected. But I appreciate I've been watching and monitoring. I've seen all the downloads recently and the, and the uptick in the podcast. So uh, you have to just bear with us a minute on this audio quality. Uh, we're working through it, and I've got people coming in to help me with it. So, uh, But I just wanted to get a new episode up since I've seen the activity pick up on it. And to, today we want to talk about... Um, this is a sermon we had given in the past. It's about, I've called it, the, you know, let Jesus own your boat. Uh, and it talks about Peter. And we all know Peter and, and what he had done. But we're going to start out here in Acts chapter 2. Um, we're going to start, you know, the day of Pentecost there in Acts chapter 2 when the Spirit fell on the disciples and they went down and Peter stood up and started preaching to the people. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verses 12 through 14. It says, And they were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken my words. And from there, there's a lot It goes on to just preach the gospel of Christ. So, uh, you know, there he was on the day of Pentecost, and he had preached the first sermon. That's the first church service right there, right after uh, Jesus was crucified and, and resurrected and all. And let's go on down a little further here, and let's just look at some things that Peter did throughout his life here in the ministry. Uh, we'll stay, uh, we're just going to bounce around through a lot of scriptures on this one, but uh, at Acts chapter 3, um, the the part is at verse 16 where it talks about healing. Um, but I'm going to back up a little bit. Uh, it says, starting here at uh, 3, 4, it says, Acts chapter 3, verse 4, it says, And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have Give I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. Immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. You know, and they knew that was the man. And there was Peter, you know, he... The guy was outside asking for alms, asking for money, you know, because he was lame and wounded, couldn't work. And Peter said, I don't have silver and gold, but watch this. And he reached down, grabbed him by the hand, lifted him up and healed him through the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. And uh, when we get into 316, it says, and his name through faith in his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know, yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. You know, so right then and there, shortly after that, you know, that day of Pentecost and him giving the first sermon and then he heals a man. And uh, let's go over here now to Luke uh, chapter 10, uh, verses 23 and 24. Luke 10, 23 and 24. There'll be a little background noise and bumping around. As I go through the book here, so you'll that's a standard. If y'all know me for a while and listen, y'all know that's what we do. So it says, uh, Luke uh, chapter 10, verse uh, 23 and 24 says, As he turned 
him unto his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which you see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear, and have not heard them. So we're kind of backing up a little bit as we're just journeying in no particular order into the different things that Peter saw throughout his life and you know his walk with Jesus as a disciple and then later on as an apostle. That was Jesus talking to them. And it said, blessed are the eyes that see the things that you see, the things you're going to see. Blessed are you. And it says, I tell you that many prophets and kings desire to see those things and they've not seen them and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. You know, so Peter was going to be pretty special. He was going to basically get a front row seat to to with Christ as he was walking this earth and doing these things. And he was saying all these people, you know, beg to see and hear what you're going to see. And you're so blessed for being able to see this. You know, not everybody got to do that. You know, <clears throat> we're going over here now to John chapter one. I might have stepped away. John chapter one. And we're going to uh, verses uh, 40 through 42, 40 through 42. And it says, one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, we have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. So see right there, that's when Jesus gave him this other name and and it transfers to the meaning stone. You know, we've always heard Peter's the rock. So right there in uh, verses uh, 40 through 42, but 42 is where he called him the stone. So from there, let's move into Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, and once we get there, we're going to be looking for verses 18 and 19. So Matthew 16, verses 18 and 19, and let's get into that there. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on there shall be loosed in heaven. So we go back into the into John, and that's where he changed his name to what trans, translates into stone. See, so Jesus already knew what he was going to do with Peter. And he's going to be the rock upon which he builds the church. Peter was the one that stepped down on the day of Pentecost and gave the first sermon. Peter was the one that, that lifted the man up and healed him in the name of Jesus. See, all these things Peter got to do. Peter was... Peter walked with Jesus. Peter got to see what Jesus did, hear what he said firsthand, not read about it. He saw healings. He himself did healings through the name of Jesus Christ. And it says here, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. That was the beginning of the church. That was the first church right there in Acts chapter 2, where Peter stepped down and started giving that sermon there. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That is one of my favorite scriptures. I use it all the time. You know, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. The church is the body of Christ. That's you and I. If you're a believer and you've accepted Christ, 
You are the church, not the building, you, the body of Christ. That's the church. That's in the scripture. And it says the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know, how, how refreshing and good is that? He's going to give Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you bind on earth be bound in heaven. You know, so Peter has all this responsibility, and Peter was given this this gift and this trust, you know. And uh, let's go into, now this was up in Matthew 16. Let's move forward down to Matthew 26. Matthew 26, and uh, this is where, uh, you know, we're coming up on the crucifixion. Matthew chapter 26, verses 69 through 75. And it says, now Peter sat without in the palace. This is where, uh, you know, they had already captured Jesus and he was headed toward the trial and the crucifixion. And he had told Peter, even after he told him, you know, you're the rock that I'm going to build my church on. You know, that's when he told Peter, you know, before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. And uh, so here we are with that in Matthew 26, verses 69 to 75. Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came up unto him, saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. <clears throat> when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him they that stood by and said, to Peter, surely thou art one of them, for thy speech bewareth thee. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man, and immediately the cock crew. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. So, you know, he, everything Peter had saw, and yet, you know, he still denied, you know, but that's just human nature. The spirit is willing because you remember, he said, I'll die with you, Lord, and this and that. And then that's when Jesus said, you'll you'll deny me three times. You know, it says in the Bible, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You know, and I can't, I, you know, who are we to fault anybody with anything? Judgment's not up to us. But at the same time, you know, you, you can talk a good game. But when you're talking about bodily harm, you know, and all you got to say is, oh, no, I don't know him. You know, it's it's... <laughs> Sometimes we, we kind of let our mouth get ahead of us, you know, because our flesh is weak. We don't want to inflict harm. We don't want to suffer that. So all you got to do is say no. You know, that's where Peter was. And, of course, he realized it. He regretted it, all of these things. And it just makes you feel bad. But let's move into John chapter 21, and let's see what happened with that. We're going into John chapter 21 now. And uh, once we get to 21, we'll be looking at verses 14 through 18. John chapter 21, verses 14 through 18. It says, This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to the disciples. After that, he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. Verse 16, he saith unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? And Peter was grieved, because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. 
You see, even though Peter messed up in that moment of weakness, in that in that fleshly moment when he's like, oh, I can't say I know him. They're going to hurt me too. They're going to condemn me too. And he did it. Probably, I don't even know if he even thought about it, even realized it. Because like I said, once the, the third time in that rooster crowed, and then he realized he had done exactly what Jesus said he would do. And he went and he wept. You know, he might not have been doing, even realized he was denying him at the time. But we look later here in John and, and he's forgiven him. The three times he denied him, the three times he asked him, and he was forgiven right there. Okay. And let's pick that up at verse 18 there. Um, right after John 21, 14 through 18. Let's finish out with 18. And after he said, feed my sheep, he said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands and another shall gird thee and carry thee whether thou wouldest not. Now that is where he's talking about the Holy Spirit falling on him, which goes back to the day of Pentecost and, and all of this stuff. So, you know, this is just a small sample of what happened in Peter's life, okay? Now, there's a lot of scripture. I just kind of go through and pointed out some highlights here. And it says, you know, you know, where Peter preached the first sermon on the day of Pentecost. You know, that's a pretty big deal. You're the first one to to speak of the gospel after Jesus has been resurrected. It says he was blessed to see many things. Peter was able to reach out and heal a person. Now, he didn't do it himself. It was through the power, the name of Jesus Christ. But Peter was the vessel. Okay. Um, it says that Peter was going to be the stone. You're the rock upon which the church will be built. You know, he's the first one. He's the first one to go out and, and say it after Jesus was gone. And then even though Peter messed up, he denied him three times. He was still forgiven. You know, he said, do you love me, Peter? Yes, yes. Three times he went to that. So Peter, you know, he felt bad. He felt remorse. He, he, he wept for that. But he still was the one that Jesus chose to do this job. And he was still able to fulfill that job. So, you know, let's go now to Luke chapter 5. And we're going to go into verses 1 through 11 there, I believe. Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. Let me wheel back over here to it. Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. Now, <clears throat> we don't know exactly, but we're going way back now to the very beginning. When, uh, when Peter first saw Jesus, that's where we're headed now. So we're going backwards here from everything else. Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. I'm guessing I pronounced that right. I probably didn't. But And saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Okay? So let's just take a quick break right there, um, right between verses 3 and 4. <coughs> so we go, for whatever reason, Peter had been out fishing all night, throwing the net and throwing the net, and nothing, caught nothing. Now, you know, for whatever reason that was happening, you know, but he had been out there doing that all night with no luck. He was tired, he was frustrated, he was stressed about whatever it was, you know, just you can imagine all these things. 
And then they're cleaning these nets. You know, they've been out there. They they did all this. They didn't get the job done. Now they're over there cleaning everything, getting it ready, which is kind of a pain in itself. It's tedious work. And then here you got a man that comes up and says, oh, hey, can I uh, get you to uh, put your boat out in the water so I can use it? And he did. But anyhow, let's pick it back up at verse 4. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draft. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have told all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Okay? So you can imagine, what would you do? What would you do? You've been out working all night long. You're tired. You're frustrated. you got a lot going on. A stranger walks up and says, hey, I know you're out here doing this, but can I just stand on your boat? Can you put your boat back out in the water so I can preach from it? And then he's going to have the nerve after he does that to come and say, well, put all these nets you just got through cleaning and run your boat back out there and drop it down and for a catch. You know, a lot of times we would say, you know what? You're no fisherman. You don't know me. I don't know you. You go mind your business. Stay off my boat. Don't get on my boat. I'm not casting the net. I'm not doing this. Now, let's just be honest with yourself. That's where most of us stand, especially after a long, hard night of work with no production and, and everything on our mind. How many of you would have let Jesus on your boat that day? How many of you, not only if you let him on the boat, would have got the net and gone back out into the water? Let's think about that. Would you have done that? for a stranger would you have done that would you have let jesus on your boat so anyway as we ponder that pick it back up at verse five it says and simon answered and said unto him master we've told all the night and have taken nothing nevertheless at thy word i will let them down the net and when they had this done they enclosed a great multitude of fishes in their net break and they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the draft of the fishes which they had taken. And so also was James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not. From henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. Now this is my point of the whole thing right here. That day, as tired and frustrated and as hard as he had been working and everything going on, and him being a sinful man, we all know Peter was no angel by any means. But, he, through obedience right there, he did what Jesus told him. He allowed him on his boat to use his boat free of charge. And then he went out into the water and was obedient and cast that net. Had Peter not let Jesus on the boat that day, he would not have preached that first sermon. He would not have got to walk with Jesus. He would not have seen the people healed. He would not have been the rock upon which the church was built. He would be no readings of him in the Bible. We probably wouldn't even know about Peter. So how many opportunities have we had to let Jesus on our boat and we have not?
You know, they say delayed obedience is disobedience. You know, obedience, having faith and doing what he says is not always easy. Doing what the Bible tells us to do is not easy. But being obedient to the word of God, look what it got Peter. And look what it can get you. It's the same thing. The spirit's the same. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, that's the thing. You never know when he's testing your obedience. You never know when he's trying to get on your boat. So, Peter could have very easily said, I'm tired, and I want to go home, and I don't have time for your mess. And that's that. So, just think about that. Are you letting Jesus own your boat? Are you knowing Jesus is one thing, but are you letting him own your boat? Are you being obedient? Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 1, uh, verses 8 and 9. It says, For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, and so much that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raises the dead. Who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver in whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. See, it's not about us. You can't get it done yourself. I've been on, on the internet just watching some of these things. And I've been watching people post, you know, I'm a real man. I built this with my hands and I did this and I don't need God. You know, you might see some kind of fruit of your own hand. But it's going to be very limited, and you're going to have to work very hard. And when you get that fruit here on earth, and you claim it, and you say you did it, you're cutting yourself short. If you don't let Jesus on your boat, he could give you an abundance of fruit. He could give you and make you receive fruit with ease. So we can't trust in ourselves. You know, Peter, Peter just trusted to a higher power. He did what he said. He didn't trust in himself. He he did what he, what he was told. He was obedient. Imagine if we're obedient to God, who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver, and whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. You know, he comes in. All good things are given from above. If you let Jesus on your boat, just imagine what can happen. It's not about knowing Jesus. There's a difference between knowing Jesus and following Jesus. Following what he tells you to do in the Bible. Let him on the boat. Be obedient to what he's telling you to do, both in the Bible and through your prayers and, and through the, the spirit that, that resides within you. Listen to it. When he says move that boat out and cast the net, cast the net. When he says, go down here and, and wait by this pond for this man to come by, like with Philip and the eunuch, do it. When he tells you something, let him on the boat. Let him be Lord of your life. Be obedient. Because look at Peter and all he saw and all he did. And it all goes right back to that day. He was having a bad day. He was tired. He was exhausted. But yet he let Jesus own the boat. 
Had he just been in the flesh, no, you can't use my boat. I'm tired. I'm not doing this for you. Get away from here. Go somewhere else. He would have never got to see or do any of those things. So just food for thought. Think about it. Or let Jesus own your boat. No matter how tiring it is, no matter how much work it is, all you got to do is say yes and follow through. Let him own the boat. So I hope you've gotten something out of this. I know it's a journey through a lot of different scriptures, but it's just a short description of Peter, and, and it goes back to that, that one moment of truth, that opportunity. Had he not let him on the boat, none of this would have happened. And so we need to examine ourselves. Are we letting him on our boat on a daily basis? Not once, on a daily basis. But anyway, thank y'all for tuning in to this. There's going to be some new episodes coming really soon. Um, there's going to be some audio quality improvements. So please like and share and subscribe to this thing. Find us on Facebook at Living Discipleship Ministries. You can also email us at livingdiscipleshipministries at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions or questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Um, but mostly just subscribe and share this podcast so we can get the gospel message out and, and grow this thing. And I want to thank y'all who have been listening and thank y'all who have been downloading and bearing with us as we get this thing going. We were blessed to get it up and blessed to, to get it on all these platforms the way we did. And uh, then our then our technical equipment started messing up. But we are very, very close to having that problem resolved. And uh, so thank you all for your patience. And uh, God bless you. And we'll see you again soon.